Elhaz, Soilo, Manas, Balderices. Welcome, lords and ladies, or Dr. Verlucchio. I'm going to talk to you about the trials of rune work. Yes. Runes are a little different from other magical systems. In the medieval grimoires, the sigils and various glyphs, the pentacles, the magic squares, all of these sort of magical patterns are charged and projected and then you forget about them. The runes are a little different and I'm going to tell you all about it right now. So without further ado, let us begin. Of what is required to succeed in working the runes, I shall speak of here. And my purpose is in the clarification of a common misunderstanding of this pathwork. Oh, you didn't know that there's pathwork in the runes, did you? But you're going to know a whole lot more after absorbing everything I have to tell you tonight, followed by personal examples. Yeah, beat that, Llewellyn. <laughs> In the initial stages of the runes, we learn something about the origins of these wondrous staves, which are truly beautiful and I'm sure they were as lovely to our Norse ancestry. We learn of myth and, of course, the gods and goddesses and their worlds attributed to the general lore surrounding Runa. This is the runes at a glance, in the manner, and just about every New Age bookstore has a bestseller or two on the topic. But when we begin the actual rune work in our lives, we experience transformation. And these transformations manifest in the practitioner. Let's talk about that. It's regularly assumed by the budding magician that we inscribe patterns, various glyphs, and we perform ceremony, a ritual, to achieve some externalized manifestation. This is perhaps more true with the, as I've mentioned earlier, the medieval grimoires, the various sigils and pentacles and magic camilla. However, this is completely outside the scope of the practice of runes. Runes are, for the most part, internalized. The runes are said to exist or precede in those of us whom have the DNA of the ancients, but this latter point is uh, perhaps debatable, and it goes beyond the scope of this argument. I'm not one to particularly take any stance on the topic of heritage or DNA, because I believe the world's made of mind stuff.
the mind, the individual, the magician. That is what is important. Whomever you are, whatever your lineage is, you may use the runes as much as anyone else. Suffice it is to say, the runes grow with us, and this happens as we work with the various rune glyphs. So, if I'm a bodybuilder and playing tennis and I work with the runes, as my body builds up, as my hair grows out, as I'm growing that beard, so too do the runes grow. And I work with these runes. Uh, they adhere to the changes in my body, mind, and spirit, and vice versa, where my mind, body, and spirit will work in harmony with the runes growing together along the journey. You might imagine a metaphorical sin. You begin the journey planting a seed right where you stand, between your two feet. You might even go outside and do this. In fact, I suggest it. If you act out the part, it's easier to remember it. Grab yourself a walking stick. Go out somewhere and in the dirt, find a spot that's relatively flat to stand, and inscribe with your staff on the ground, with the point of your staff or walking stick, and inscribe the rune Urus. But inscribe this rune going around your feet. So, in essence, what I'm asking you to do is point your walking stick at the back of your left heel, draw a line going forward just past your toes, and then arc the next line going towards your right foot and then around to the back of your right heel. And the result will be you will be standing in the center of the Uru's rune. And this is the earth energy rune. You are drawing up the positive green energy of the earth into your body. So imagine this. You begin this journey planting the seed where you stand. The seed sprouts and the vines of this new horticulture life force wrap through your energy body, through the subtle anatomy. And then also branching outward as it grows into your physical shell. Your solar plexus glows, ignited by the breath of life. And your will is uh, growing as if you were fanning the fumes of an infernal furnace. I shouldn't say fumes. I meant to say you're fanning the flames of, of an internal <laughs> furnace. I think I said infernal furnace, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. But even air doctor uh, brain farts once in a while. Uh, so throughout your entire body, the runes grow with your strength and likewise give you strength, lending you new abilities, but not without cost, which I will get to. This is called internalizing the runes. We plant the seed, it grows and we grow with it, paying attention to it and nurturing ourselves and the runes throughout this journey. Another area of some interest, perhaps, is the, as I've said, the, the journey itself that you're going to take as you pursue rune work. And by this, I mean the various coincidences that can't really be a coincidence. So we call this synchronicity. And that, that is, the tying together of various coincidences becomes synchronicity. Think of synchronicity as a line 
drawn between two coincidences, two or more coincidences, and what you have, before you know it, is a web of synchronicity, all these lines connecting. During my seven years of working the Arun course called uh, the Nine Doors to Midgar, and that is a book published by Edward Thorson or Stephen Flowers. Well, I experienced some transformations for which I continue to experience today. And this was some, some 10 years ago by now. That's 17 years or more of rune work. But I also experienced a series of trials uh, this could be in the form of endurance, wit, brain power, intelligence, retrospect, considering wisdom that I might have attained throughout the course of my studies. Allow me to be more specific. The Rune of the Giants, Thurisaz, manifested for me a series of old wounds reoccurring in the body, opening to new pain. Externally, I found myself at ground zero in the midst of torrential rains. Uh, yeah, at the time that was too coincidental. 31 landslides in Hiroshima. Wabam! Also, the rune Thurisaz showed up in uh, rune casting and symbolized for me the coming to realization that I was plighting and up against opponents and adversaries who were perhaps better established in society, holding title and status and position a perhaps impossible uphill battle. I won't say specifically what that was, and I will digress on that point, but the trials were very real, and the timing was, as I've said, more than coincidental. As I moved through the ruins, Uru's, uh, well, that is one of my favorite runes, and I passed through stages of changing habits uh, to improve health, uh, push out weakness, expand opportunities. Now, I wrestled with regaining my strength that I had lost at that time due to unwholesome bad habits. But I don't think bad habits can be wholesome. So if I said unwholesome bad habits, I just meant unwholesome uh, routines or bad habits. Uh, the ruin reminded me to rekindle my will fire in my solar plexus and to meditate deeply there to find urus there with me coursing throughout my body in the external synchronicities and you'll find this very interesting that we when we internalize the runes we see an external counterpart at times quite often so as as far as external uh, coincidences, I experienced some of the worst earthquakes in my life. Um, 
I discovered that Uruz does tie to earthquakes. The rune of Ur. And I discovered this intuitively. One of these earthquakes was so big indeed where I lived that just south of us in Kyushu, it split into a new Grand Canyon. And one prior to this earthquake uh, was so big, knocked out all the power plants in the mainland of Japan. That was uh, recorded as 311. You may have heard of that, the Fukushima disaster. Um, before each incident worthy of my attention, I should say, to the various subtle detail, there were often clues that I would see while driving on the side of the road that the runes were speaking to me. You know, see, when I first read of this, I thought, oh, I was reading that book by Lisa Pachel, who said that, the, you know, the more you delve into the runes, you'll hear them or see them speaking to you and so on. I thought, no, come on. <laughs> Put that book down. And, you know, a couple of years later, and I start seeing when, you know, I'm driving off in the car or riding shotgun, like Mad Max, you know, you see an air doctor with a mask and a shotgun <laughs> out the window. No, I am not encouraging that. Don't tell anybody I said that. Now, I didn't. Stop that, Mr. Munson. All right. So I'm in a car, and off to the side of the road, I see the, the shapes of ruins hidden in plain sight. Not that somebody intentionally put them there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. Um, but it's just out of coincidence that like some construction sites would be incomplete structures, but they would resemble Uru's or the Urun. And uh, someone, perhaps in another uh, coincidence, uh, displaying artwork that resembled Elhaz or perhaps with a reference to the god Thor. And the timing would be perfect, and so on and so forth. In later years, uh, I think it took over 12 years to date, I experienced the transition of my mind, heart, and even projecting to those around me the qualities of the runes Wunyo and Otho, both positive and negative aspects of the runes have been in basically laser engraved into my conscience. I'm myself made aware of the various polarities of these wondrous staves. I'm reminded to measure my steps, reflect upon myself, seek balance for my lot in life. And for that lot in life, we refer to something called the Orlog. The Orlog is your lot in life, the controls of your web of weird, or aka your synchronicities that you will experience. It's already etched into a program. You have yet to rise from bed, get dressed, walk out the door, and click. Orlog is already running its program. But you can change it. What I want for you to keep in mind is that you will be set upon a journey. Working out your road of life. 
your path. Never forget. Do not expect to wrist the runes or inscribe these runes and then have something manifest that is entirely detached from yourself or your activities. Runes that you bind, let me assure you, the runes bind you. Rune work ties deeply into who we are. And the good news is, and this is for you listening now, who you are can change. You can improve, or you could get a whole lot worse. But when you do improve, there are always trials. For instance, uh, much of what I have wanted and now possessed took years to come into possession of. So, I've often said that time is a suspicious element. I mean, it truly is. I had to be right or in the right condition in order to gain rights to title, position, recognition, estate, renown. Rune work is not good for one whom chooses to be a thief or a liar. There's a reason for this. It's actually, it's not even moral, it's rather practical. Think of it this way. One who lies to himself or herself truly defeats the purpose of making a trick. You defeat the purpose of pursuing self-transformation. You cannot change what you deny. Brings me to another one of my old sayings I like to throw around out there, which is this. Denial is the devil. The runes will only reveal to you those things that you need to change. So, do not defeat yourself. When you're ready, take the Vril Fire and Ice video course so that you will learn about changing your lot in life. As I've said, we call this the Web of Synchronicities. The, uh, the Runesters of old called it the Web of Weird. And we work with something that we call the Orlog. In my video course, you learn the prime runes of fire and ice, the primordial polarities of the universe. I don't just talk about them. I teach you how to make them yours. You'll learn how to masterfully empower your mind's eye to work great rune magic. Albeit, runes hacked by psionic empowerment. That concludes our gathering this evening. Our doctor has spoken. 
And until next time, I remind you, keep the magic high. Air Doctor signing out. <laughs>